It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. This is our season finale, so sit back and enjoy this last episode with the wives as they discuss marriage in the spaces below, above, between, and around the marriage. Check it out. Guys, it's tough finding wholesome shows these days for the kids. If you've been listening to the Family Goals podcast for any amount of time, you've heard us say more is caught than taught. And that goes with how we act around our kids and especially the content we're feeding them online. That's why we want to share with you about Minnow. Minnow Kids has tons of shows, movies, and devotionals that touch on a variety of topics to keep our kids engaged while also filling their mind with what matters the most. The five-minute family devotionals are perfect for busy families. They are great ways to be fed spiritually while having a great time with your family. Minnow is an incredible streaming service that filters all the bad so you don't have to. Every Minnow show has been screened by a team of parents, pastors, and educators to ensure that they're age-appropriate, entertaining, and align with the faith-based values that we care so much about. All right, so if you're interested in this, head to gominnow.com slash familymade to get your first month free. That's G-O-M-I-N-N-O dot com slash familymade to get an entire month free. Start your free trial today. All right, so you might want to get your pen and paper out and take some notes on this. Okay. Oh, are we teaching them? We're not teaching, but I just think... Are we bird watching? All right. <laughs> so y'all, I was counting. Pastor Jay's wife, by the way, y'all don't know this. A lot of that listen, she's obsessed with bird watching, and it's my hobby. I do think that you do a phenomenal, to use your word, phenomenal, <laughs> a phenomenal job of supporting her interesting habit. Working that you in, do a, you do working a good that job. In. You do a good yeah. job of. <laughs> I've been accepting it. We got to keep it humorous. I've been so. getting notifications during this podcast that I have birds in my feeder. <laughs> that's that's a real thing well okay so it's like tell a, me that's not it's a like real a, thing it's like it's a, a church so your social media consists of birds no, like- no 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 this is what happens so because he promotes my bird watching a church member gave me a really nice bird feeder that has a video camera in it it's called bird Bu- what? bird buddy listen so during the day, <laughs> I'll get notifications that I've had a visitor stop by, and it's a little bird. And then it'll send me pictures of the bird. And I'll tell you what kind of bird it is. And I'll tell me what is. kind of bird yeah. it is. And then I can share this with the bird community. <laughs> you have a community? Who is this? Like, who, who Other are these? people with bird buddies. And so, but then what's super fun is I can watch the feed. Is this real? It's it's real. I can watch the feed and I can see like birds from New Zealand, from New York, from Canada. Does it bring you joy? It brings me joy. Yeah, it's a buzzkill, honey. It's like, like coffee. <laughs> coffee. It's, it's coffee. like a ring well, doorbell. And that's, and that's the truth. Like the it, truth it is, is like it's like a ring doorbell for birds, and well, then you get notified. And it's true. Like I have to. It doesn't matter what it is. Like if my wife loves it, I have to be a part of it and I have to support it. But Thank the good Lord my wife doesn't like that because okay, I would not want listen, to support it or be a part of a I, ring camera for flipping how, birds. How old was I when I started liking birds? You're asking him? Like 49. You've got a ways to go. You don't know what so she'll turn into. We're old. So you're you got a chance. There's a chance. There's so a chance. So what did you take up in your 40s? I didn't know if you wanted me to like. Watch her. 
pronounce your age to the world. Oh, I don't I'm about care. to say. <laughs> I, I don't know how old you are. 65? Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah, I, think, I think it happened when you were like 59. 60. So <laughs> we have been married 28 and a half years. That's a long time. It's a long time. So yeah. all that to say. So what's your questions you got over here? All right. So bird, I got, bird I've man. got this. I've got this. <laughs> Birdman. Thinking about that. Thinking about the guy with all the tattoos on the Miami Heat back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Birdman. Chris Anderson? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've got this new idea I'm rolling out, this this concept, and I'm calling it marriage spaces. And so, I want you to think about the spaces around you and how they pertain to your marriage. So, so kind of where I'm going with this is, space below you, the space above you, the space around you, but I really want to get into the in-between space, the middle, in the middle of the marriage. Are y'all you, you with me? Absolutely are you, are you not following up? at all what you're saying, but if you ask okay. questions that are yes or no. So or let's get into the space below. Okay. So the space below, I'm thinking, is the foundation of your marriage. Like, what are you building your marriage on? And of course, in church and and Christian marriage, we're building upon the foundation of Jesus Christ and the truth of this word. So we talked Matthew Matthew 7 about build, build your house on the rock. Yep. We're not building on the sand, we're building on the rock. So, so we're following uh, his teachings. So think about the, we live by biblical conviction. The fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Would be, wouldn't that be perfect? That would be, yes. Yeah. So, so are you living patience. by suggestion or are you living by conviction? So the foundation, so fruits of the Spirit would be one. What are, what are some biblical convictions or biblical foundations that you guys are building your marriage on? I think you could do the scriptures you have in the house. You could do our family mantra. I think you could do... I'm going to let you go first because... Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Love being put on the spot. Um, I mean, God first, then the marriage, then the kids, for sure, is one of our big things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, always supporting each other, no matter what, at least out in public. And then you take your issues behind. United front. Yeah, united front. That's a good way to put it. That's a good one, especially with kids nowadays that they're trying to, like. Do you ever have one come to you, ask you something, and you tell them no, and then they go to this one? No, I think they know to go to her. I was going to say, I don't think they do that. I think they come to me hoping that I'll just give them an answer without having to go to him. So the other day, um, he calls me and he said, are you getting these messages from Jesse? Oh, thank God. It wasn't the birds again. No, I said, <laughs> I said, yes, but I've told her we're not picking her up from school. So she had texted me. I don't feel good. I want to go home. But the reason she didn't feel good is because I got all her grades and she had not turned in a bunch of assignments. And I had mm. said, you're punished, you know, basically. Jolyn gave me a high five for that, actually, too, that we actually punished the grandchild. Um, but she wanted to get checked out, so oh, then yeah. she texted him. I'm the, thir- the text I got was she was dying, throwing up. And he believed had, it. Had to come home. Well, I texted you. I couldn't come because I was in meetings here. Yeah. I but, mean, but if she tells you you're throwing up and sick, like, naturally, I think we would all. But she's not. Correct, but if you don't know yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah, that's like why. if you don't know yeah. that, and you text me that. I'm probably going to be like, all right, but but I would never. And that's the biggest thing. I, I think the biggest thing we're learning is, okay, well, let's consult each other first. And yeah. and I, I'll admit, that's not always. I always wasn't the best at that. But I just got to understand, like, 
okay, well, I'm going to call her and I'm going to mm-hmm. see what she thinks. If something happens with the kid and something, the kids and it needs to be done, like, I'm going to call her, whatever. Like, we're going to talk through this. First of all, she's the best sounding board I know anyways. So mm-hmm. it's smart for me to do that regardless. But I think providing that front for each other is, is huge. Like, there's a lot of times, I, I guarantee you, there's a lot of times where I'll say something and Lindsay's like, eh, don't like that. And I can kind of read it on her face, but she's not gonna she's not gonna throw me under the bus in front of the kids. So like the united front I think is and I think that's big the older they get too. You know, cause the older they get, the more the bigger the consequences, the bigger the decisions. Um, I think it goes beyond just with children, like united front in all spaces, like with your friends around. I mean, it's one thing to be joking, but we've definitely scene where one spouse throws the other one under the bus and and not a joking manner and I don't I I don't think that's okay you know like I have to show support for him in all things to all people not just with our kids mm-hmm. yeah another another thought I had on, on the foundation or the space below and that this might this may help us get the conversation going even more is part of our foundation is the vow our wedding vows and we made a commitment to one another, the marriage covenant. The covenant of marriage is, is covenant with God between one man and one woman for life. And so we have that security. We have that foundation. We have that trust. And we've talked on, on the podcast before. Yep. Like, what would, it, what would it look like if, if we took it off the table? Yeah, like divorce is not an option. Nope. Like, it's it's me and you and through thick and thin, like, no matter what comes. Like we're, Obviously, we're, there are biblical circumstances, too, by the yeah. way, for divorce that are right. understandable. But, yeah, like, but we we're get together married. no matter what. We're, it's like, that's my girl. Yeah. That's my dude. That's my person. That's the found. You're, you're on firm ground. You're yeah. on, you're, it's, you're, your Nothing you relationship do isn't rocky. It's, yeah. you're, you're on solid ground. You're not worried well, about. And that doesn't mean it won't move. Yeah. The ground won't move or take on different shape. Like, I, I but. I think that as long as they know that you got their back and as long as they know that you're not going to quit, like we're in this together, like we're not going to quit. We're, we're going to stay married. We're going to fight. Like, as opposed to nowadays, I think there's a lot of marriages that are like, eh. Well, I think hard. if you think about it from a flip perspective, some, a lot of our foundation, yeah, it needs to be on the word of God, but some of our foundation is what your parents' marriage look like and what my parents marriage looked like it's just a natural it's what you grew up seeing marriage was and so some of that you have to fight through and get rid of correct like take the good but let's get rid of the bad so i think that doesn't consist of that's how i was raised no that's bullcrap but what because because i don't always want to be what she needs me to be but that's bullcrap i have to do it I might not have an outgoing, that's not a good example for me, but like you might not have an outgoing personality or you might not be like a uh, a neat freak. You might like fit in the boxes that like mm-hmm. are things that are important. But if it's important to her, then it's got to be important to you regardless. And you got to do things that aren't, that you don't care, that you don't like. That's part of marriage. You got to do things that are, you know, I, I just don't want people to use it as an excuse. Like, I'm not this, so I'm not, I don't have to do this. No, no, no. You got to continue to change and be what your wife needs you to be. And by putting a and taking a covenant and putting her first, that's what that looks mm-hmm. like. Like, so I, I I agree with what you're saying. It can't be an excuse, though. It's not an excuse, but what I'm saying that's a fall a false foundation. Correct. Like, and if you come from a divorced family, it is an out. You know, and you a lot. 
I get to talk to a lot of women who are up to the point where they're going to stay married to their husband that's an addict or whatever else, or it's time to walk away. And sometimes it's petty or other times it's serious. But I do say every single time, you got to think it all the way through. You, you biblically have grounds for divorce today, but you get divorced, your children have a stepmother. You know, or you know, like you have to really think it all the way through. And in our day and age, divorce is just, it's often, that was the foundation. Their parents were divorced. Their grandparents were divorced. It's not a big deal. So that's yeah, not even yeah, I there. I think the percentages are higher. If people who come from a divorced family, the percentages are higher that they would, yeah. they would get a divorce. So so let's, let's continue on with my my uh, ideas here so for, we understand firm foundation okay it's, it's a covenant biblical let's talk about the space above and so of course we've used the illustration of if both of the husband and wife are growing closer to god you're, you're growing closer to each other uh, i'm also thinking about a higher purpose a higher calling like, like we're not just married to be happily ever after but God has, has a purpose for our life. He has a plan for our life. I'm thinking about Genesis where God gave Adam his purpose in life, and then he brings in Eve to, to help him. Like, like, we're, like life is so much bigger than just our happiness, but God has a purpose and plan for us. So that's, that's kind of the space above. We have this higher calling, higher purpose. I mean, for us, I think, well, Davey has a huge platform. So I think a lot of people can look at his life and, and say, okay, we can see his purpose is to go out and spread God's word and to reach people and to motivate. I mean, he's so good at it. But not to toot my own horn, I like I don't know that he could do that without me supporting him, you know, with all the other things. Toot so away. It's <laughs> <laughs> truth. Toot, toot even, away. Couldn't even find my clothes. <laughs> so... We compliment each other very well. I don't want to do that. I that is not. I'm not comfortable in that space. The thought of getting up in front of people just terrifies me. Like I don't consider myself a public speaker in any way, shape, or form. That's his gift. I think that's his calling. That's his a purpose of his is to spread the word publicly, loud from the rooftops. Um, but I support him in that a hundred percent, and I do whatever I can behind the scenes to get him to that space. Then on the flip side, I'm doing a lot of the things back home in our house. The grown you know. people stuff. Well, again, it's just what what your gifts are, whatnot. But he also stretches me. Like I said, I don't like to go out and speak and talk, but I know that I'm called to do that. And so it's on a much smaller level, but he pushed me to lead a, a small group of girls. And even though they were sixth graders just when we started, I mean, Very it, was, intimidating. it was intimidating. <laughs> it was terrifying. I mean, now they're eighth grade and I absolutely love it. And I don't walk in that building nervous at all anymore. But in the beginning, I was a little nervous and leading a small group. He's there with me. So I know he's got it. But I also have a responsibility to speak up as well and to lead the women in our small group and to, you know, our marriage is an example to them. And and those things are, I, I have to be stretched and I have to be pushed and, you know, told you can do this. It's going to be okay. And that's what he does for me. So I think we definitely complement each other as far as how we reach those higher goals and purposes. And, and I think what I, what I liked about what you said is when we, when we talk about outside or above to me and your relationship growing closer to God, like 
it's also very important that she has her own walk. And she said she was talking to me this the other day. She was just like talking about how how important her faith is for herself and like how important her walk is for her life. Like it's not always me. Like if you're depending on me to be that rock and to be that person that will never fail you, I can't do that. Like I, I'm going to fail her. She's going to fail me. And, and so I think, you know, having that relationship outside of our relationship, that is the most important thing that it kind of takes the pressure off of you. Like it takes the pressure off of what you need to be. Like I, I want to be everything I can. Um, but my, my number one is not her and her number one is not me. And I think that's, above and that's an important part of, a, of understanding that's huge relationship. marriage advice i think so many people come into the marriage relationship thinking that that he's going to complete me right now jerry mcguire god is the one who completes me yep and so but yeah i think when when you're looking to put you put that kind of pressure on your spouse i don't want to say it's doomed doom for failure but it's, it's going to be some rocky roads i feel like i have it's not pressure. It's good. Like, I've got to be walking with God. For him to be able to fulfill his calling, he cannot do it if I don't walk with God. Yep. If I'm not in God's word, if I'm not growing, if I'm not getting rid of sin, you know, like he couldn't do, and vice versa. Like, I couldn't trust him mm. completely if I didn't know 100%. I know every single morning this man's having a quiet time. He's in his office on his knees with pillows. I always go in and see the pillows. Like he's, he's so praying. Soft. He's writing, he's writing in his journal. He's in the word. A lot of days we share with each other our quiet time verses. Um, but it's a, I definitely know that I, it's my responsibility to walk with God. And if, if I don't, it hurts both of us. 100%. Well, I just had an aha thought. Okay. I mean, so so she has the biggest voice in my life. Like 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 she has my ear more than anyone. Like yep. like Lindsay has your ear. 100%. I mean, more than like I'm trusting her. So if she's not walking with God, and she's not in the Word. She could she could be giving me some bad advice, yeah. and I'm try I'm trusting her to give me good advice, like godly advice, not not bad advice. I don't know. It's kind of odd. It's like, ooh, yeah, that was good. I mean, it's it's. And, and we all know this, the accountability with each other, like that you have too, to, because if we don't, if we don't push each other and we don't have that ability, and we talk about all the time, a small group, like we gotta have the ability to nudge each other and it's okay. Like you, it's okay to give you a little jab and say like, Hey, have you thought about this? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been hit upside the head in parenting, like full smack dab, like right across the dome. <laughs> now, I don't give those out. I don't, I don't, I don't. I will ask Lindsay a lot, like, hey, what can I do better? What do I need to do better? She ain't asking me that question, okay? So I know where I need to be, like, and that's okay. Like, that is 100% okay, but, like, we need those nudges from each other of also, like, accountability of when we fail and when we don't mm -hmm. fail. But you're right. If they're, not, if they're not in the Word and it's not of God and we're not being obedient, like, those, those won't be the— Yeah, we, we've got to be on the same page. Same page, same, same in the Spirit, in step with the Spirit. Now this this is the part of the my this, this analogy that weird. I'm really liking. Oh, is, you're gonna like this? Yeah, you're gonna, so far you're the analogy like on the scale of a one to ten is not a is five six. You're not, you're not there yet. Well, you're you're about to be a ten. Okay, all right. So Sell me. I want to talk about the space between. I, all I can think of is Dave Matthews. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Me too. And that may, maybe that's where I got that. But the idea of the middle of the marriage. 
And we shouldn't let anything get in the middle of the marriage. First and foremost, kids. And I, I love the, the, I can't remember who said it or where I've heard it, but you shouldn't even let a kid physically get between us. So, like in the bed sleeping, which I don't know who, who what kid would want to crawl into your bed? Right. <laughs> Nasty. Of course, well, y'all's, one, kids, one y'all's, kids, of the bed. y'all's kids are too old to be sleeping in between you and the bed right now. Correct. I hope, I hope so. Well, six months was too old in our household but, with sleep trainer over here. So the idea of not letting anything get between the marriage. So not a child, not a career, not a hobby, not friends, not in-laws, not alcohol. Like you want you don't want anything to get in the middle of the marriage. So what does that look like? How do you do that? I think it's transparency. Like my phone is your phone. You can look you can look at it whenever you want to. I think it's um, like our kids never slept with us either. Like I know parents do it and I'm not judging anybody, but I couldn't have gotten any sleep. And then, <laughs> I mean, I see, I literally talked with the woman last year whose 11 year old daughter still sleeps with him. She's an only child. And I'm like, we knew older this than is, that. this we, is we a pro, this is a problem. Well, when, where is the intimate space? Too? Right, exactly. So I, mean, I think that takes away. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely alcohol. Like, alcohol and any other substance abuse. And y'all know our stance on it. We just don't ever let it. It's never been a part of who we are. But it's ruined so many marriages. And something that's good that's ever come from alcohol. Nothing. And, you know, there's so many non-Christian people that, they say abstaining from alcohol is the best thing I ever did because it clears your mind. It's better for your health. It's, it's all those things. But, um, and I think um, getting Celebrate Recovery started here and helping people journey through sobriety, I'm even more passionate about sobriety. Um, and it just, it's destroyed marriages. Um, I well, I was just going to say in our circle, um, some sometimes job, I see careers getting in between. I would say the, the biggest thing we see is, is kids. Um, a lot of times without even really realizing it at all until it's you know brought to your attention. Um, I think we've done a better job as our kids have gotten older actually not allowing that to happen. Like I said, I've told people when he first started with – ESPN ours were really little and he was traveling a lot and so I kind of just went all in with the the mothering thing of like a toddler and an infant and you know I was going to be the best mom and I probably did focus way too much on the kids Um, I think as they've gotten older you know you go through different stages and we've gotten better about that but we still see a lot of our friends I would say that's the biggest thing is is kids sports kids anything you know they're they're front and center their needs are first the marriage kind of comes second and you think oh these are our kids we're taking care of them how is that a bad thing and it's not bad but when your marriage is suffering when you're not sleeping together because you're sleeping with kids or you know you're not ever going out on date nights because you're just always at the kids activities you never go out of town because you don't want to leave your kids all those things when it comes back to the kids always that your your marriage it is suffering whether you see it or not for sure 
Well, and communication, I think, has always been a big thing. Like, are you communicating? Are you communicating when you're not feeling good? Are Because we can't change anything unless we communicate. And I think that's always been one of our biggest strengths is just sitting in the kitchen and talking. Like, I can't tell you how many times we put the kids down and just, all right, what's going on? Like, what do we need to talk about? And usually, like, what do I need to change? Um, <laughs> you know, like, how can, how can we do this better? Um, you know, we went on the retreat. To, we, me and her, we got away to, to – somewhere in North Carolina a couple of weeks, not too long ago. Island. Yeah. And when we, and the whole way up, like we're driving, it's just like, what, what do we need to do better? Like, what can we improve? Like, where are we, what does Nicholas need right now? What does Leah need right now? Like, are we giving them enough of the, the word? Are, where, where can we, where can we give them better this, that, like, and communicate back and forth and talk about it. Like that's a, you know, use each other. I mean, you're in this together and to be able to share those thoughts and, Share your emotions. Share when you're up. Share when you're down. By the way, this is okay, too. Jolyn, hold your ears. Talking about sex, expectations about sex, expectations about work, expectations about what you think is important and to you. Like, if, if your spouse and you don't talk about those things, you don't really know where you stand. And, and there's nothing worse than, like, expectations that aren't being met, and you don't even know. Like, it's just dragging you down, right? Like, it's just dragging you, dragging you down. And then, listen... I can't overstate this. Hang around people with good marriages. Like people that show you what a good marriage looks like. Like it's infectious. It's contagious. Like I've seen so many people in our group that are like more affectionate now and more loving. And it's awesome to see because you know, like you've showed them and you've made it a priority. And we've talked about it like at nauseum, like of what the expectations are. And I've seen, I, I got a good buddy that his, his, like, back in the day, he's a great person, great dude in church. Like, he did what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. And now, like, you can see after years and years of small group, like, he's learned, like, just let her, whatever she wants, let her have it. Like, if she wants something, let her do it. Don't make it a big deal. It ain't about you. Like, you, I've seen the shift from, like, me, me, me to we. And what does our family need? What does my wife need? You know? And so I think when you're around those people that have a great marriage, and by the way, it's in reverse, too. When you're around bad marriages, you'll pick up bad habits, the way you talk to each other. I mean, the, what, what things you think. Like, you'll pick up all that stuff because um, it's contagious. Those things are, like, we got to communicate. we got to hang around people that can call us out on certain things and say certain things. Um, otherwise, a lot of times we don't realize it, and we just start, you know, doing little things here and there, and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, I'm not remotely the husband I want to be, you know? And then the husband, she needs me to be with some of the things that she needs me to come beside her and support, I don't even do it, you know? You meant, you mentioned communication, and I was thinking about unresolved conflict could be something that could become between the marriage relationship because if you, if Davey does something to you that really bothers you, but you, he, you don't communicate to him and let him know, you just harbor it. In, instead of resolving it, you're, you're bitter, you're angry, and then that that begins to grow, and that begins to separate the in between. And it says in Ephesians, "Don't give the devil a foothold. Like don't don't give him an opportunity to to get put that wedge in there." But I think part of that's resolve the conflict. And men are so let stupid. Them know. Like we're so dumb. Like when we're younger, like we don't even see it. That's the that's the saddest part. Like. I don't even know when I did something like now you get to, you get to a better age where you're like, yep, got it. 
<laughs> screwed that up. Like, you read the room a lot better. Men just, I, I don't think we naturally do that. Like, I just don't think we, I think women do a, so much of a better job of reading the room, understanding what's going on. And I think with kids, too, you see with kids, I'm like, shit with our flipping dogs. Like, she knows when their dog, like, like is looking for something underneath the oven. She's like, he wants the ball under the oven. I was like, how do you know there's a ball under the oven? She's like, look at him. You can tell he wants, like, what? Like, the, the dogs are sitting there staring at her. I'm like, what? Like, what do you want? She's like, they want water. I was like, how do you know that? They're standing by their bowl and they're looking at me. And I'm like, oh. But I also think there's probably a lot of women listening who think, well, they should just know. You know, like, they should know when they messed up. And I, I think early in our marriage, I was a lot more like that, like a little more stubborn. We're not going to talk about it because you kind of need to figure out what you did and make it right, you know, like. Go sit in the corner. Now, I mean, he said it. Communication, 100%, I would say that is the number one key to the success because we have had some really hard conversations. I mean, we, we have a lot of, like, like he said, let's sit down in the kitchen or wherever and let's just talk. And sometimes they're not fun. Like, it, like, I don't like calling him out or asking him where my flaws are or what's this or what's that, but it has, it has to happen. Because you do. You uncover so many things that maybe I didn't realize I was doing that are bothering him and vice versa. And you, you can't fix it and, and work on it if you don't know what it is. And I've finally, after 18 years, realized, like, he's not a mind reader. I mean, he, he knows me better than anybody else, but there are some things that he's just not seeing. And until I tell him that, He's not going to know it. So instead of just, well, he should have figured that out, you know, this. Yeah. did this the other day, and it really bothered me. Oh, okay. Like, and o- In over 18 years, y'all have built this level of trust mm-hmm. that your foundation's gotten firmer so that you can have these conversations right. and not right. worry what, what's going to happen. You mentioned, you mentioned another thing about you guys getting away to Highlands, North Carolina, just the two of you. Mm-hmm. I think that's another way to protect the middle, to protect the marriage, the, the space in between, is getting away. So so many families don't get away, just the two. They always take the kids. Like, it's always always family, always kids. But date nights, date lunches, just the two of you, a little overnight away. I mean, just protecting protecting that space between. Well, let's get let's get to it. You, you kind of talked about, you kind of jumped ahead of me there. My bad. That's not surprising, is, though, because... <laughs> you and I... Because we're on the same... And I, I feel like you're not really picking this... You're not really... You know, digging it? You're not really digging this as much as I thought you would really get excited about it. I think I think you tried really hard to make it like a, a very cool thing, like the space above <laughs> and the space between and all that stuff, and I just... Did I oversell it? A smidge. Okay, so smidge. let's finish it up. The space around. And you mentioned friends. You mentioned who you surround... And we talk about this a lot on, on the the podcast is, is you are the sum of your five closest friends or show me your friends. I'll show you your future. But being around, who, who do you, who do you surround yourself with? You know, being around the right friends, the right group of people. You, you know, speak any more into that or are we? I mean, I definitely feel like, um, church, your church friends, but then there are also people that you just can be yourself with. And, like, we're super grateful we have um, our two executive pastors, Mark and Jamie, their wives. Um, and then there's another couple. It's it's my friend group that I've made the husbands all be friends. But basically. I'm into, the, I'm into these forced friendships. So forced you can, friendships. So you can hang out? No, but, like, I was really looking for friends that um, had the character 
the maturity to like handle me, I don't know if that sounds weird, but just in the position we're in as pastor and you pastor's read that book, wife. Find your friends. I read Find Your People. Find Your People. And it was talking about people who live within a five They have to live close to you within a five mile radius. They have to um five miles. That's basically or five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like for instance if the way I, I drive five miles is two minutes. You can get there quick. <laughs> Well, basically, there were. I was trying to do the program, but I also thought about people that I knew he already enjoyed the spouses. And so, basically, at the drop of a hat, like we pour into tons of people, but who would be willing to call you out and pour into y'all? Yes, and call me out. And that's yeah. one of the things in the group I've had to say to these ladies like, people, most people tell me they're intimidated by me, but I think it's my position, but I also think it's my personality too but um I said I need y'all to call me out and I want it and I'm asking for it um yes thank you (laughs) but um no serious but they were like no we can't do that I'm like no I'm telling you I need you to call me out I'm asking for it and so I think sometimes it's like working on it making it happen like y'all lead y'all small group and they're your best friends and you're whatever but I think you're still their leader. So that's a different role. Um, I think you can have both, but to have peers that celebrate your success. I mean, think about the situation y'all are in. Not everybody celebrates y'all. And a true friend celebrates your wins. And they, a lot of people will show up when you have a loss because they kind of, I don't know what, what it is about human nature that, can stick with you in a loss, but not for a win. But but we need people that are going to show up for the wins too and celebrate um, all that God's doing. So I think choosing, being intentional, knowing when we've had to kind of walk away from friendships. Which ain't easy. It's not. I did hear a good quote. I'm in a mentorship program online with a, a women leader. And she basically said that you can say, I love you and I'm for you, but I've got to walk out of this. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to use that, <laughs> you know, because there are people that you got to get out of your circle. Um, and that's not easy, but we've been blessed with great friends, but it's definitely is. You don't want people in your circle that are jealous, that are competing, that are um, drama filled. Oh, oh drama. drama. I'm done with I drama. Can't stand drama. And I'm done with fake. Because there's so many fake people. Oh. And like, I, I actually had a person say to me, she and I had kind of had not a falling out, but just we we're trying to work through are we going to be friends or not? And, um, which just sounds so weird. Strange. It's very strange. strange. <laughs> it is very strange. Guys don't do that. I'm like, yeah, I don't have to. No, but what was weird we're is. not working she, through this. She pulled away when I was going through a hard time. Well, then she comes back later and says, I'm sorry. I was a crappy friend. Okay. And I said, well, I just want to know if you want to be friends or not, because I've already mourned the friendship. You walked away when life got hard for me. If you want to be friends, I'm willing. And then she comes back and she says, I want us to be friends, but I just want us to be able to like walk in the park and talk, but not about serious things. I said, I'm not interested, you know, and, and 
Dang. Dang is right. I've had. Hey, I want to be your friend, but I don't want to hear about your crap. Exactly. <laughs> like, to be clear, like we're just gonna like let's walk just, and act like we're gonna act like everything's cool, bro. Like just you can I tell know. me fun things, and I'll tell you fun things, but we ain't talking about like the serious stuff. No, she literally said That's that. That's amazing. It's amazing, but I, the I unmitigated gall, like awesome, the and, stones to say that. But the that. thing that I wasn't, I don't have time for fake. So I don't, I have very, my relational time is limited. So if I'm going to take a walk at the park, it's going to be with someone that would get in the ring. Foxhole with me. Foxhole. Yeah. And not just a random, let's keep it surface. It's crazy. Have a therapy session. Yeah. You got anything? Because I got something. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> here, here's one thing I'll say, like, that we've learned. I would also encourage, because y'all are hitting all this stuff and y'all got it covered. I would also encourage everybody to, like, you talked about your circles. I would also encourage everybody to don't close your circle. Mm-hmm. Because we've okay. seen in our life that we thought there were people that would, like, that would do life with us, and we thought they were awesome friends, and they are awesome friends. But all of a sudden, you meet somebody else, and you're like, that's an awesome friend, too. Mm-hmm. I and, agree. And we've found some people in our lives that if we, if we were too closed off and we said, no, we got our people— We'd have missed out, man. Mm-hmm. Like we really would have missed out I right, love on, that. on some goodness. Um, I can think of a couple people in our lives that like we we live like, our life wouldn't be the same if we didn't allow. I mean, allow them in our circle. So um, I think you don't know what you're gonna be in five years. You don't know what you're gonna be like in ten years. Um, we're learning like with kids and teenagers how much it changes. Oh my gosh, it changes. Um, and who you hang out with and why you hang out with them, but. Just don't close it um, because of a certain circumstance in the time being, and don't be don't be closed minded to other people because you've got you've got folks that you like because you never know what relationship God will bring in your life, and you'll be like, that's the best one I have. Agreed. Good word. No, I think Jennifer hit it when you you live and you learn, and as you get older, you, you don't have all this free time to just hang out with whoever you know, like. Every moment is important, and you have to be intentional with everything you do, and that's in friendships too. And so, you know, we, I guess, learned the hard way with some friendships and had to walk away because it was, it was a good time, you know, and we had fun, but, but were we growing in our marriage? Were we growing in our family? Were we growing in our walk with God with, with these friendships? No. And that was doing nothing for us. So, I mean— I can't overemphasize the importance of finding small group or a church family like you talked about um, because you know you're hanging out with like-minded people, you know, and you, you know that the time spent with them is investing in your life, your family, your marriage, your children. Um, I mean, some of our best friends have come out of small group, and like he just said, keeping that that door open. I mean, some of the people in our small group are not people we were hanging out with 10 years ago, maybe not even five years ago. And it's some of the best friendships we have. Um, so yeah, I mean, just keeping an open mind, you know, being very intentional when choosing, I mean, you, you want to, you want to choose your kids friends. Like you want to know who they're hanging out with and what they're learning and what they're talking about when they're doing. And you want it to all be, you know, good things. And it's no different as adults. You know, like it is no different. You need people that are going to help you grow, that are going to push you, that are going to support you, love you, you know, want to get down and dirty into the raw stuff like you talked about, not mm-hmm. just, you know, shooting the breeze. We, you know, 
we can have a lot of those kind of friendships, but we need the solid mm-hmm. friendships. Sorry, down and dirty and into it raw, like <laughs> you were talking. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. All right, whoa, just in the, making us wrap up here. One last thing for 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 me, and this is something that I'm guilty as charged and like extremely guilty. Telling you this right now doesn't mean I've had got this figured out either. By the way, um, give your give your friends some grace too. Mm-hmm. Like they deserve grace. Give your friends the leniency to be them. Um, a lot of times, you know, you see things that really annoy you, that you want them to work on, that you want them to to prioritize. And even if you're doing life together, and church might be one of them. And the things that you want them so badly to be like, dude, will you please see that? Like, will mm-hmm. you? Also, there's probably things in our lives that they feel the same way about. Mm-hmm. And I've been bad about that in the past of seeing certain things and being like, man, like, it would be a deterrent a little bit instead of like, okay, dude, you ain't got it together either. And don't be Judy judgmental. Um, I'm, I've been, I've been guilty of that too. And if you can love them for who they are, like, and understand their heart and understand that they're good people and they're for you and not necessarily like just because they do things a little bit different, that it's, it's, you're still okay to be great friends. It's still great people. Like st- and think about like how many people in a in a in, in a time of need and foxhole friends like if you know they would be there for you like let's not be overly critical of them you know and I and I can I can do that sometimes and Lindsay will slap me so good word hey right, that turned out pretty good it wasn't quite a Tony Dungy episode. I mean it wasn't the work the the good thing is the, the material was good the girls brought some good stuff your yeah. analogy isn't the best and it's probably not going to stick. But I'm not going to do a sermon series. Probably on not it. doing a sermon series on Dave Don't Matthews. Don't be so critical of your friend. Space between. <laughs> but we will offer you he some grace. He loves writing him. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast, David Pollock and Pastor Jay. Some great takeaways from the wives is having good communication, godly friendships, and spending quality time together. A godly marriage is realizing that God has a higher calling for your married life than just being happy. You should be pushing each other closer to Jesus every single day. Your spouse doesn't complete you, Jesus does. And make sure you're making that special time between just the two of you, without the kids, because when the kids grow old and move out and move on, what's going to be left? If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. This is our season finale, so from the Family Goals podcast family to yours, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you for season six in the new year. Spend time with your family.